part nine of the works of robert g ingersoll volume three lectures abraham lincoln this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by john brandon lecture three abraham lincoln part nine lincoln always saw the end he was unmoved by the storms and currents of the times he advanced too rapidly for the conservative politicians too slowly for the radical enthusiasts he occupied the line of safety and held by his personality by the force of his great character by his charming candor the masses on his side the soldiers thought of him as a father all who had lost their sons in battle felt that they had his sympathy, felt that his face was as sad as theirs. They knew that Lincoln was actuated by one motive, and that his energies were bent to the attainment of one end, the salvation of the Republic. They knew that he was kind, sincere, and merciful. They knew that in his veins there was no drop of tyrant's blood they knew that he used his power to protect the innocent to save reputation and life that he had the brain of a philosopher the heart of a mother during all the years of war lincoln stood the embodiment of mercy between discipline and death he pitied the imprisoned and condemned he took the unfortunate in his arms and was the friend even of the convict. He knew temptation's strength, the weakness of the will, and how in fury's sudden flame the judgment drops the scales, and passion, blind and deaf, usurps the throne. One day a woman accompanied by a senator called on the president. The woman was the wife of one of Mosby's men. Her husband had been captured, tried, and condemned to be shot she came to ask for the pardon of her husband president heard her story and then asked what kind of man her husband was is he intemperate does he abuse the children and beat you no no said the wife he is a good man a good husband he loves me and he loves the children and we cannot live without him the only trouble is that he is a fool about politics i live in the north born there and if i get him home he will do no more fighting for the south well said mr lincoln after examining the papers i will pardon your husband and turn him over to you for safekeeping the poor woman overcome with joy sobbed as though her heart would break my dear woman, said Lincoln, if I had known how badly it was going to make you feel, I never would have pardoned him. You do not understand me, she cried between sobs. You do not understand me. Yes, yes, I do, answered the president. And if you do not go away at once, I shall be crying with you. On another occasion, a member of Congress on his way to see Lincoln, found in one of the ante-rooms of the White House an old white-haired man sobbing, his wrinkled face wet with tears. 
the old man told him that for several days he had tried to see the president that he wanted a pardon for his son the congressman told the old man to come with him and he would introduce him to mr lincoln on being introduced the old man said mr lincoln my wife sent me to you we had three boys they all joined the army one of them has been killed one's a fighting now and one of them the youngest has been tried for deserting and he's going to be shot day after tomorrow he never deserted he's wild and he may have drunk too much and wandered off but he never deserted taint in the blood he's his mother's favorite and if he's shot i know she'll die the president turning to his secretary said telegraph general butler to suspend the execution in the case of giving the name until further orders from me and ask him to answer the congressman congratulated the old man on his success but the old man did not respond he was not satisfied mr president he began i can't take that news home it won't satisfy his mother how do i know but what you'll give further orders tomorrow my good man said mr lincoln i have to do the best i can the generals are complaining because i pardon so many they say that my mercy destroys discipline now when you get home you tell his mother what you said to me about my giving further orders and then you tell her that i said this if your son lives until they get further orders from me that when he does die people will say that old methuselah was a baby compared to him the pardoning power is the only remnant of absolute sovereignty that a president has through all the years lincoln will be known as lincoln the loving lincoln the merciful end of part nine recording by john brandon